Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk podcast. Today is May 14th. It's a beautiful Thursday and I'm wearing my Cowboys blue as we get ready to go over the Cowboys. And I am, for you guys that may have forgotten me because I've been off so long, uh, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by our NFL pro and also the DFS Coach Talk uh, 3 Championship Challenge winner, hence the beautiful crown there, Mr. Andrew Hansen. Congratulations, my man. Well, thanks, Coach. It's great to be back on with you. And yeah, it just so happened that today was the final victory for me. Victory number seven in this marathon DFS Coach Talk Challenge 3. Uh, we've been doing these simulated contests with our members in NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball and was able to get past that finish line first with seven victories, uh, holding you and others off. You were on your furious charge this week with back-to-back <laughs> wins. So, um, yeah, glad to finish it up and uh, had a lot of fun with it. And it feels like it's been going for a long time, like multiple weeks, sort of like since the last time we had you on a pod here. So, uh, I think it has back on. Oh, thank you very much. I think it's been almost three weeks that this contest has been going. I think I made my mistake when I posted uh, Bigfoot uh, running after you. And I said, <laughs> Foot, footsteps are behind you. And that must have woke you up because, boom, you got the win right out of the chute. So oh, nice I, heard, I heard the footsteps. I know there was no more messing around. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. But you know, it's it's been uh, interesting three weeks not doing podcasts. I mean, I was doing multiple podcasts a day. And then, uh, you know, with our football side, which uh, Andrew and uh, our our man, uh, who's our uh, Shane. I forgot Shane's going to kill me when he sees this. And Shane, you know, our football guys, uh, you know, they're, they're our main guys. And then we have uh, Micah Patria and Santino and, and Brett and Layton, everybody chips in with football. That's sort of my sport that I don't try to uh, overwhelmingly get involved with because I do really want us to always produce the best of the best. And uh, you all know I'm a basketball guy, you know, through and through, uh, and baseball. But uh, exciting football stuff, and I get to be on today because I'm a, a massive Cowboys fan, and I follow pretty much every move that they make. I relocated here 15, almost 16 years ago, and have followed the Cowboys ever since. You have to, or they throw you out of the town, Andrew. Either you're a Cowboys fan, or you have to go home. <laughs> Don't mess with Texas. No, no way. So it's awesome, though. It's been uh, the guys have been doing a fantastic job uh, going through uh, the entire league, and we'll continue to do that one uh, team at a time each day until we get through it. Uh, we've done baseball and NBA. Uh, we'll have some mock drafts and stuff, but it looks as though, Andrew, from everything that I've read and heard, and obviously the big news is we may have live USA Major League Baseball and who knows what else come maybe July 4th. Is that what you heard as well? Yeah, that's the latest intel. Uh, we should have some PGA in June before that down in your neck of the woods in Fort Worth that yes. still looking like the first tournament June 11th. So we'll get some golf in June and then hopefully some basketball and baseball in July. Fantastic. I mean, we're so excited and, 
you know, we were just talking offline prior to the podcast. I mean, it's been a blessing in disguise for us here at DFS Coach Talk because we've been able to just get all the little things, you know, tweaked and corrected and upgraded uh, from our website to, you know, our postings on YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, when we dove in, you know, we had only launched for three weeks prior to the shutdown and we're off to a, a red hot sizzling 75% winning percentage. So we were like, okay, we're just focusing on this, but this shutdown has, you know, created a little extra time for us to get everything together. And uh, it's fantastic We're it's been fun. The team's doing a terrific job and, you know, we're going to be here for the long run. We're, we're talking to uh, some interesting folks, too, about sponsorships and different things to get involved with. And uh, just excited to have everybody on. And uh, we know that people are still tuning into the podcast. We're, we're uh, getting quite a few listens there. So it's it's all working out great, man. I, I, we're, we're taking one step at a time, but uh, we're getting closer and closer. And as you know, Andrew... You and I have been uh, hammering away at KBO. We now can pronounce the Sung Bin Yaz and uh, Sung Bing No and, you know, on and on and on. Uh, so we have become big KBO fans since that's our, our big DFS play right now. So definitely join in. Uh, you can catch us by becoming a member at DFSCoachTalk.com. You can also get involved with us uh, on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Joe Sarvati. That's J O E S A R V A D I. And Andrew is at Language Olympic. And so, you know, join in. Uh, the main thing is you got to remember, which is great, that our the clock does not start ticking on your membership. And we go with weekly, monthly, and yearly memberships. Uh, until pro sports are back. So, well, it may be uh, we're talking about the, the three main sports that we cover, which are baseball, basketball, and football. And uh, we're expecting, you know, early July for that to go. So if you want to jump in, be able to chat with some fantastic guys in there, shout out to Richard and Brenton and, and JP and uh, Lanny and, you know, just on and on. We have such a great core group of members. Uh, so join in there. Uh, you can chit chat with everybody, get in our SIM contests and uh, also, you know, start preparing for the sports that are coming up. You know, we made a commitment here at Coach Talk when this uh, whole delay started to not go with the League of Legends stuff and all these uh, simulation things that are sort of, you know, a little silly, let's face it. And, you know, we wanted to focus our podcasts on preparation because we know, you know, the common theme from the very first podcast we did was, you know, you're going to win when opportunity means preparation. They, they come together. That's what's going to bring us across the finish line. And that's what we're doing. So we're standing by our, our guns. We're we're making some money with KBO, having fun with that. Uh, but our preparation is geared up uh, for the three main sports, and we will continue to do so. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And hopefully we've been able to be a little bit of a distraction during this shutdown period. But as I was telling Andrew, I'll tell you what, Texas, there are people in restaurants, movie theaters, you know, you name it. It, it looks like everything is slowly getting back to normal. 
It's been a long time coming. But yeah, like you said, Coach, we've really been taking advantage of uh, looking at it as an opportunity to get better and to be even more prepared when the sports return. No doubt about it. And so we're we're fired up. Well, let's jump into the, the Cowboys here because this is uh, there's a lot of really cool stuff, a ton of huge expectations for the Cowboys this year. And I do want to send a message message to Brett, who is one of our, our pros as well. Uh, how about them Cowboys? There you go, Brett. That's <laughs> That's for you. He's our resident Eagles fan, and I still have him on the team. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking, man. I, I, I had a weak day there, I guess. But uh, no, it's it uh, obviously that you know the big news for the Cowboys was the draft. I mean, let's let's start with that if that's okay, because you know the the news there was just nuts. I mean, we're picking at 17, and you know I'm in Discord. We're all chant, you know, chatting and. Starting at about pick 13, I started thinking, oh, my God, we might get C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. And I'm thinking, like, no, it's not going to. I just I didn't want to believe it because I was so shocked because I think he's uh, an all pro wide receiver. I mean, I've seen his kid play at Oklahoma through college. He's a stud. And the Cowboys got him at pick 17, man. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's terrific, and they really needed a wide receiver. After the departure of Randall Cobb and you throw in Tavon Austin, uh, and then, of course, Jason Witten. I mean, that's a big chunk big chunk of their receiving core from last year. Yep. And to get a, to get a guy with uh, so much talent, um, guy who can – he averaged nine – over nine yards after the catch the last two years. Yep. Um, one more playmaker to give to Dak, that's huge. It's it's gigantic. And, I mean, he's just been embraced already. He's announced he's wearing number 88, and, uh, you know, he's plugged right into that starting lineup in the slot. And that dude, you know, you talk about yards after the catch, he's he's ridiculous. So to, to pair him up, you know, the, the biggest winner – in all this, who do you think the biggest winner in all this for the Cowboys is? Well, I mean, certainly. I, know, I hate to put you on the spot. Well, I'm, Dak's too obvious. Well, then you maybe go to Zeke. No, you're you're failing your quizzes already. So I, I haven't missed from three weeks ago. It's Amari Cooper, dude. Because yeah. look at this, he got double teamed the last six games in a row in in the regular season last year. They doubled the living life out of him because we didn't have anybody else who could really get it done. And uh, I think when he starts busting some plays, you're going to see Cooper get a lot of single coverage. They may go zone. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to open up the game for him a lot. So um, I, I think he's going to be the big winner in all this. And I think it's going to be a huge step forward for the Cowboys. Also wanted to mention, you know, and, and the other thing was the Cowboys went in looking for an edge rusher. That was the big thing. We need somebody to get to the quarterback. Uh, but they just another guy fell in their lap that I was stunned at round two, pick 51 Trayvon Diggs, whose brother's in the NFL. He's a stud cornerback for Alabama. This kid is is a shutdown corner. And you don't usually get a shutdown corner 51 in the draft. So that was a massive pickup. And then, you know, they got the defensive tackle that can get to the quarterback a little bit. And another Oklahoma kid, uh, Neville Gallimore, who's tough. Uh, he was another 
great, you know, a guy that was supposed to go in the second round that the Cowboys uh, got in the third, and then they filled filled in with some other decent talent. But I can, you know, from the time frame I've been a Cowboys fan, I don't remember this solid of a draft. There's no risk on those first three guys. They're all highly sought after. And I think they're going to make all three of them, I believe, will make an impact for the Cowboys this season. Yeah, and you know the, the the way I look at it is the Cowboys already had an excellent offense. Yes. And they had an above average defense. So to get guys that they're that excited about at some of those key positions is terrific. Yes. It it's it's going to make an impact for sure. You know that let's one other thing. You know, other than draft, I just had to say that first because of my excitement, but. Let's talk a little bit about the coaching, because that's why I am going ballistic here, because I I think Jason Garrett is a nice man. I think he's a professional man. I think he's a kind man, but I think he sucks as an NFL head coach. And watching him blow game after game, year after year, I mean, I I was so upset, I just about couldn't take it anymore. I was about ready to give up watching the Cowboys. That's how mad I was because it was 10 years, dude. I mean, the guy's been here forever and he can't win. So that was the news for me above everything else by far is bringing in Mike McCarthy. Now, you know, he's a guy that's changing everything, everything offensively, defensively. He's changing everything. Uh, You know, he's going to come in. He's won before. I just think it's a great hire. Uh, not that anybody just about would have been better than Garrett, but I think it's just a whole new attitude that's going to come to the, the Cowboys. They were able, able to keep Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator because there were rumors that he was going to leave when Garrett left, and he's a really good, young, talented offensive coordinator. And then uh, the big change, and this this people aren't talking about it enough, Andrew, Mike Nolan, they were able to cherry pick away from New Orleans. Uh, he's a very highly respected uh, defensive coach. You know, he's getting paid like a head coach, but I'm telling you, uh, the defense needed a jolt. You know, it was just the same old, same old for several years in a row, uh, both uh, on offense and defense. So with Nolan coming in, being able to keep more in place, and then McCarthy just changing everything, and to, you know, be able to plug in at least three, maybe four guys from the draft to make an impact. Uh, you know, they we uh, uh, tagged uh, Dak this year. So, you know, we have him set. And then we signed uh, Cooper to that $100 million deal, which was huge. I mean, am I overly excited for the Cowboys? Or, or I, I think I have a reason to be this year, man. Well, I think there's a lot to be excited about. I'm surprised that you seem so excited about Mike McCarthy specifically. Um, live, live with live with uh, Jason Garrett as your coach for, for 10 years. True. I mean, I do think it's probably an upgrade. You know, he did win a Super Bowl, very good winning percentage in Green Bay. But as he has admitted, never really into the analytics. And so I'm not quite sure how that's going to play out. But the thing I'd be excited about is the fact that they kept Kellen Moore because that offense was first in the NFL in yardage last year, second in passing yardage, fifth in rushing yardage. They were sixth in scoring. And, you know, you you look at those numbers and then you look at the fact that their defense was above average 
And then here are the two numbers that that just kind of are almost impossible to really accept. They yeah. were fi- they were five and one against the NFC East last year, and with that terrific offense, somehow they finished eight and eight. It just it doesn't add up. And I do think it does that- add up. And there's one end spot with it, the coach. Yeah. You know, when you have statistics like that and you look through, like you just said, and we could talk about a hundred of these statistics of the Cowboys. I mean, they with with just an average coach, they're, you know, have four more wins last year. Literally. I mean, it was that much of a difference. Uh, and again, you know, McCarthy. You know, is he the greatest coach in the world? I don't know. Uh, but like I say, it's it's addition by subtraction, man. It really is. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think it certainly had to happen. And as a longtime Cowboys fan, you probably thought it felt like it never was going to happen. But no. yeah, they just they didn't they didn't beat the good teams last year. They didn't win the games they had to win, like that game at Philly down the stretch when they had the division in their hands. If they could just finish off the season. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'd be excited, too, if I was a Cowboys fan. Let, let's just get anybody else in here to try. Exactly. And, you know, I, I know everybody doesn't like Jerry Jones and they give him a hard time that, you know, he's a narcissist and all these things on and on. And I'll tell you, you know, as you can see, if you go to our, our website, uh, I got to know Mr. Jones because of uh, coaching the Texas Legends uh, team for uh, G, you know, the G League team for the youth. And we, we had a team, an AAU team uh, of 16 and 18U. My son played on the team. Um, and we got to coach alongside of a, a team that we would play uh, constantly that had Jerry Jones' grandson on it. We, used, we played them like five, six times. So he'd always come to the games in his cowboy shirt and hat, just like a Cowboys fan. And then he'd always come over, shake my hand, talk to the kids, take a picture with the kids. I mean, he was he was a really, really nice guy. And you would not expect that. You'd think he'd be arrogant and standoffish, and he wasn't. So, you know, I really appreciated that. And, you know, that just uh, – you don't hear many people say good things about Jerry Jones. So I like him. I root for him. I know that he – you know, he's all show and, you know, he, he did the draft on his $750 million yacht and all that cool stuff. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I mean, he's an interesting dude, but he's not a bad guy. I'm telling you, uh, he did not have to come over and do those things uh, during our games or after our games. So anyway, that uh, I just wanted to mention it because I always I, he takes such a, a bad rap. But uh, I'm just glad that he finally made the move. And I, you know, just from interviews and things I've seen with McCarthy so far, you know, he's not going to be under Jerry's thumb as nearly as much as Garrett. I mean, Garrett basically was just a puppet, and that's why he kept the job because Jerry ran, runs the team. But I do think McCarthy, I, I think Jerry knows that he didn't want his lifetime to go away here without another run and try to get to a Super Bowl because, you know, the man is definitely getting up there so you know hopefully he'll lay enough off of McCarthy that he can do what he needs to do to improve the team and and I think he will I think he'll I mean he's certainly got the weapons like you said on offense man I mean 
number one offense in the league, and it should be better. Uh, you know, the cool thing is we actually grabbed Andy Dalton as a backup, you know, in case uh, Dak goes down, which we've pretty much run without a backup for the last three or four years of any type of sense whatsoever. Uh, added a couple other guys uh, signing-wise, too, I wanted to mention, Andrew, that I think will help a little bit. Defensive end, Alden Smith. Uh, we, we brought in uh, two Panthers defensive uh, tackles in Gerald McCoy and Dontre Poe. They're both, they both can play, and we needed some, some muscle in the middle, uh, and, and uh, I think they'll both bring that. Uh, a couple of small signings uh, for some depth. Uh, haha Clinton Dix is now on the Cowboys and uh, Daryl Worley from the Raiders and different a couple different guys that came in and that I think is going to really help the the good news was from the re-signing spot you know Cooper with that hundred million dollar deal will be here for five years you know a guy that no one else mentions either and he has some DFS prowess to it and it'll be more so this year is Blake Jarwin, the tight end. Uh, he's only 26. He signed for three years, 24.25, and it was a solid signing. And obviously that's why Jason uh, left, Garrett, or Jason, uh, Jason Witten. But uh, I think they really made a good choice in, in Jarwin. I think he's going to do a fantastic job. And then, uh, you know, they brought Sean Lee back for a year, you know, to come, come off the bench. He's He'll be a coach someday. That guy's a, a genius uh, on the football field. And then, you know, a couple of backups uh, brought in a new kicker. Uh, Kai Forbath uh, is, is come in. So, you know, just a lot of upgrades without a ton of departures, Andrew. we, You know, Randall Cobb, who didn't really step up when we needed him to last year, uh, you know, is gone. Jason Witten will be a lifetime cowboy. So there's no big deal there. You know, but you lose, you know, Travis Frederick retiring was the hardest punch in the gut because that dude was fantastic offensive lineman. Uh, but he had to retire because of uh, injury, uh, illness, uh, some type of syndrome or something. Very disappointing because he still was a young man, 29 years old. Um, and really after that, you know, you could take the rest of these guys. You know, I'm not even going to mention them all. You know, there's like seven or eight of them, but none of them were that great, uh, you know, that stings that bad, except for uh, maybe Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett uh, showed a lot of improvement and was highly uh, thought after, but he's 35 years old. So, you know, you got to let him go. Uh, the other one, the, the biggest one and the one everybody talks about is Robert Quinn went to the Bears. He's 30 years old. He got he gets to the quarterback. He led the team in sacks last year, and everybody freaked out when he left. Uh, I'm not as upset about it. I think that uh, they can replace him with some of these young guys they brought in, and I think Quinn's going to be a slight disappointment uh, if they expect him. The Bears paid him like a uh, Brinks truck of money uh, to go there. So uh, I'm thinking that might have been a mistake. But that that was the major player movement I wanted to mention. Yeah, out of all that, I'm a, I'm surprised the most that you don't seem to mind the fact that Randall Cobb is gone. And to me, he's a real veteran that you can count on to move the chains. And I know everybody's excited in Dallas about CeeDee Lamb. 
uh, being added to the receiving core. But, um, you know, Cobb was tough. He was somebody you could you know rely he on. was okay. He, yeah. he when he needed to step up when they double team Cooper, he he just didn't always show up. I mean he's in his thirties. I think he lost a half a step to be honest with you. And I just you know he's a good route runner. Um, I know Dak liked him because he was steady, but I'll tell you, not the explosiveness of a lamb. That's for sure. So I think. Uh, again, I think that's going to be a massive upgrade. So I'm not too uh, upset there. Now, the the wide receiver depth is a little shaky, you know, so we need to keep those guys healthy. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be an upgrade. So that draft pick is what made that very easy to accept. That's for sure. Yeah, because I'm just looking at the math. And if you add the receptions, yardage, and touchdowns of Randall Cobb, Jason Witten, and Tavon Austin, you're looking at about a third of the receptions, the yardage, and the touchdowns from the passing game. So, I mean, I agree that CeeDee Lamb could be a home run, but it's and – I, and I do like Blake Jarwin stepping up, but I do – I am concerned about the depth. You know, if, if any of those goes – if any of those guys go down – it's going to be a massive hole. Well, the the guy that deserves mentioned is a guy that's coming into his own that I think will have better stats this year uh, than than expected is Michael Gallup. He's Michael Gallup has come along, you know, and improved uh, a couple of seasons in a row, and now is stepping up. I mean, I. I was more confident when they went to him than Cobb last year, to be honest with you, at the end of the year. So with Gallup coming into his own and then being able to to line up against Cooper and Lamb, you know, next to those guys, I mean, he's going to get single coverage. He's going to get linebacker coverage. He's going to get, you know, he's going to have a great opportunity. And don't be surprised. Dak really likes Gallup. They have a good connection. They hang out. Uh, together and I you know he, no one's talking about him because of the Cooper Lamb thing but don't be surprised if Gallup isn't a major player for the Cowboys and in DFS yeah I agree completely L- listen to these numbers if you look last year at Cooper and Gallup and their production and their pricing on DraftKings they both averaged 15 points a game but Cooper was always a thousand to twelve hundred dollars more so yeah. you're really paying for that name in Cooper. And yeah. yes, Cooper does have a higher ceiling than Gallup. At least he did last year. He had a, a 34 game and a 42. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I, I think Gallup is very important for DFS. And Cooper will still see some double teams. And Gallup, I mean, he had – they both had 1,100 yards. They both had terrific seasons. They did. Um, and Gallup only played 14 games. No doubt. I'll tell you right now, I I will predict this easily, and it's probably not much of a a leap, but the Cowboys are going to be the most stacked team in DFS throughout the season. People are going to stack them like crazy between Zeke and Dak and, you know, Cooper Lamb and Gallup and even Jarwin. I mean, they're going to get stacked on teams left and right. You're going to see three, four-man builds with uh, the Cowboys. And, you know, the stacks don't always work as well in football as they do maybe a baseball or something. But, you know, I think in the games where it may be 45 to 41, 
uh, you're going to see some crazy numbers uh, from these guys. And it's going to be one of those scenarios where you have to pick the right guys on the right day. You know, that's that's where you and, and Shane and our, our football pros will know, you know, are they going against a shutdown corner? Uh, are they going to double Cooper, even though Gallup and Lamb are out there? Are they going to you know, put nine in the box and try to stop Zeke? All those intangibles will create a situation where you should be able to pivot around and uh, stack two, three, four of these guys almost on any given week. Yeah, and just looking at the schedule, in the first seven weeks, the Cowboys play the Falcons, the Browns, then they have the Giants and the Cardinals back to back, followed up by the by Washington. And you know, Shane and I just got talking about got done talking about um, the the Giants, actually Santino and I, and how they are they were very effective through the air last year but terrible defending the pass. And so you could get one of those high 30s shootouts with a team like the Giants. Uh, we know that the Cardinals were, you know, terrible against the pass last year. So I agree. There's there's going to be a handful of matchups early in the season that we're going to be ready for at DFS Coach Talk and probably advise folks to play um, Dak with one or two of those pass catchers. Yeah, the, uh, you know, the only thing that, could come into play with a few of those teams, uh, we may blow them out, you know, not to sound arrogant, but, you know, it is a weak schedule at the beginning. You know, if we're not five and one, there's something wrong. Uh, so, you know, that's, but as we know in DFS, we don't want to really see the, the 31 to six game. You know, we want to see uh, struggle and 40, you know, game in the thirties or forties for both teams. So, you know, that, again, will be up to to our Brainiacs there with uh, hopefully you're wearing that crown uh, for football as well. So uh, very good stuff, man. I also want to make a quick mention of the offensive line because that's what makes everything go on this team. Yes, those guys are all talented. We did lose Travis Frederick, which hurts a ton because he's a several-time pro bowler. Uh, but... You know, even though Tyron Smith is getting up there and, you know, his he's not just the absolute god of offensive linemen that he was, he's still very good. And, you know, to line up next to uh, Williams, Looney, Martin and Collins, those that's a, a fine offensive line. You know, I think it's a top five in the league for sure. Offensive line, uh, not where we have everybody in the Pro Bowl where we did, but Jarwin's a hell of a blocker for a tight end. And, you know, uh, Zeke has gotten a little better at it. And, you know, if they uh, put uh, the new fullback, uh, Sewu Alanulu, it's very hard to pronounce. (laughs) He's an undrafted fullback from TCU, which is also here in Fort Worth. So I got to watch his career in college. He's he's a f- the freakiest athlete ever. Do you want to share some? I know we talked. I brought him up earlier. Just I know he's not going to have a giant fantasy impact, but he may get a few one yard, you know, drive through the middle things because he's 240 and he has a nose for the goal line uh, and he can block like hell, too. So share some of this stuff that you mentioned before the show, too, because I knew it was crazy, but I didn't know it was that crazy. 
Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. He has squatted over 700 pounds. He benches, he benches 425. He runs a 4540. I mean, this That's guy insane. is a freak. That is nuts, man. I, I tell, he's going to make the team, and I think he's going to get some play. So, I, you know, I, I wouldn't say he's a, a draftable guy in DFS, but if you're playing year-long leagues, you may want to take him with the last pick because, you know. Again, when we're talking touchdowns are important, uh, he may punch a few of those in there. Uh, just something to keep in mind. But I just wanted to mention him because, you know, uh, that's the big talk, you know, at uh, TCU was this guy is just an animal. They always show him like lifting weights like you see on the Olympics, like the bars bending. It's so much weight. <laughs> so pretty cool stuff. But anyway, that offensive line, I think, is still in place and solid. And just uh, it's going to be a fun offense this year and a fun year to, you know, I always preach to everybody, don't play the guys on your favorite team. Don't play the guys that are on the major TV games. Don't let that stuff affect you because one, you got to take the best players regardless of where they're on TV. Not if it's I, I've put Eagles on my team several times, so that'll tell you right there. And, you know, they're generally over-owned as well. The Cowboys are going to be over-owned. They're, you know, when they're, those feature games are going to be over-owned. So you got to watch that stuff and be careful. But, you know, they're going to be unfadeable against some of these matchups, I'm just saying. Yeah, and then we also got to talk about the, uh, the contract situation with Dak and the fact that Andy Dalton's in town as the backup. Um, came across some fun stats I wanted to throw throw your way and uh speaking of trivia so one of the things that impressed me about Dak is the fact that he is so effective on the ground in his uh short career here he has rushed for 1221 yards and 21 touchdowns 5.3 yards a carry so I wanted to ask you what you thought about Andy Dalton as a runner over the course of his nine-year career any guess at how many rushing yards he has? Oh, my gosh. Uh, can't be much. He has the exact same number, 1,221 <laughs> rushing yards, but it's taken him nine years instead of four. Oh, so, my God. Uh, yeah, I, I more touchdowns. If it ever comes to having to win a game on with Dalton's legs, we're in big-ass trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the thing in Dallas. You won't have to worry about that with Zeke and, and Tony Pollard, a very capable backup and uh, the fullback potential that you mentioned. But um, you know what's funny, Andrew? Dak's not very fast. Yeah. He really isn't. I mean, he's just he picks the right spots. And if you ever see it, it's like, you know, the ocean opens up and he's just got all this room and it almost looks like he's not going full speed or he's getting ready, getting ready to get hit, but he just keeps on motoring. So, you know, uh, it's one of those, if you pick the right spots and just take it when they give it to you, uh, he seems to do that really well. But, uh, you know, I, I doubt you're going to see a whole lot of that. I think it'll be with McCarthy is more, he coaches more of a, a drop back, a traditional old school quarterback. Uh, I don't think you'll see him scrambling quite as much as he did. But again, it's Kellen Moore's offense. So it's going to be, 
you know, uh, McCarthy's not going to mess with him too much there. I think if he does have an effect on it at all, it'll be to to maybe pull it in and use the big weapons that he has. Yeah, I agree with you on Dak and it just picturing some of those runs. To me, he's just very smart and athletic, so he just does what he needs to do and he knows when he can tuck it under and run. And um, But I agree. Uh, I don't think we'll see Dalton probably – uh, and, and the Cowboys relying on his legs because Dak's not going to come off the field unless his, unless he doesn't have a deal because he played 100% of the snaps last year. I so um, I'm, I'm excited to see him uh, from a DFS perspective. But I wanted to ask you about some of his down games because those were two real duds against New England and Philly last year. They yeah. were on the road to New England and – he had seven fantasy points. Yep. And Philly, he had 11 fantasy points across those two games. No touchdowns, one interception. And you look at Amari Cooper in that uh, New England game. He didn't have any catches on two targets. No. And so I'm curious who you think the blame goes to because we've talked about the overall season that the Cowboys had and Kellen Moore certainly doing a terrific job. Um, you know, tons of terrific skill position players here. I mean, do, does it go back to Jason Garrett? Do we think that Dak and company under McCarthy's leadership will be able to rise to a new level in some of these tough, uh, you know, games against the tougher opponents this year? Well, that's the million dollar question. I mean, it's time that the Cowboys step up. You know, I think some of it in the past few years has been, because of the youth of Dak and Zeke and these guys. I mean, they were all babies, you know, coming out. But I do blame Garrett for the majority of it. You know, his preparation for that Philly game uh, last year was was just, it was a joke. They they had, he had no, he couldn't adjust. They doubled Cooper. They were jamming the box with nine when they tried to run. It's almost like they knew the Cowboys playbook. It was crazy. But Garrett couldn't adjust it anything so i you know i think i want to give the guys a benefit of the doubt that with different leadership and another year kellen moore's also the one of the younger offensive coordinators in the year so in yeah, the he's league, only 30 so, i know That's so crazy. you know he needed that year under his belt i just it seems like all all of that is coming together and i don't expect expect dak to throw uh those kind of terrible games on the board this year you know, every quarterback has a few bad games, but not quite as bad as those were. I think that you'll see more consistency and more efficiency uh, out of the, the Cowboys offense this year. Yeah, I think that's a fair uh, a fair prediction. I agree. Um, get these guys a little bit better leadership and direction, but, you know, better scheming. Uh, and really, there's no stopping these guys. They could really be. Terrific, you know, both in fantasy and just in terms of the regular win-loss record. Yeah, and, you know, you had mentioned Dak's contract. This this much I can tell you for sure. I've heard Jerry Jones on three occasions in interviews, on the radio. There is absolutely no way that Dak Prescott is not going to be a cowboy basically for his career. I mean, it's just going to happen. You know, he's going to get a hundred and whatever million and he's going to be here long term uh it, there's just no way i mean and i'm not saying that because i'm a, a cowboys fan or a massive dak fan i just from all of 
everything that I've read, heard, watched, uh, it's just not going to happen. He's not going to give up Dak. I mean, it was such a amazing find to get him in the fourth round uh, as it was, you know, and then be able to have him play these years at such a low salary. You know, it's been such a bonus. Uh, but I, I know this much for sure that Jerry has told him right along, your payday will come and you're going to get it. And, and he will. Uh, you, he will he'll get he'll be one of the highest paid players in the league, but he'll be a cowboy for life. I really believe that. All right. I'm going to take your word on it. Yep. All right. You want to talk defense a little bit? Yeah. Lead the way. Well, I'm hoping tell me, that tell me what to uh, expect because my, you know Mike Nolan, you know he's the the new X factor. I love Mike um, Nolan. He's not a 30 year old. He's got yeah. a little bit more experience than Kellen Moore. Uh, he he wasn't really successful as a head coach in San Francisco, uh, 18 and 37 for f- over four years, but uh, decades of experience as a defensive coordinator with a lot more success. So is he is he going to take the defense to the next level? Well, you're going to laugh at this, and it sounds like I'm dropping names and doing this and that, but it's really comical because everything comes around that goes around. I actually know Sean Payton very well because his son, Connor Payton, played on the AAU team for the Legends with my son that I talked okay. to him about. Oh, that's fun. Isn't that crazy? So, yeah. And he's good left-hander. He could really shoot it. Um, and really great family. Love the Paytons. But – you know, I can tell you this much from the different chatter that I heard and different things I've heard about Nolan, the dude is a damn good coach. And I did not think that the Cowboys were going to be able to scoop him. Now they had to pay him a ton, but they got him. So I think you're going to see, uh, you know, a guy that was really tight with Peyton and Peyton's a hell of a coach. And I think he's going to come in here and coach the heck out of that defense. He's I'm more excited really for him than even McCarthy. I think that he's going to make an impact and the defense needs it. I mean, the defense, I'm a little concerned Uh, that the depth, you know, we've got a lot of young guys that are going to play big roles. Uh, We have a few guys that left, as we mentioned, Uh, you know, so it's interesting to see how it's going to come together. But, you know, with Anthony Brown, uh, Xavier Woods, haha Clinton Dix, the rookies, Trayvon Diggs and uh, Luther Kirk. I mean, you're going to have some secondary guys that are going to be good, but not great. So, you know, it may take them a while to develop. So I'm a little bit concerned about uh, the passing game against the Cowboys. You know, we don't have, a, a tremendous feature pass rusher to, per se. You know, we think that, you know, we're going to get a decent amount out of uh, Crawford and, and Demarcus Loris. And uh, again, you know, Neville Gallimore can plow his way in there in the middle and get some sacks, I believe as well. But, you know, we're not going to be a giant edge rusher team uh, that puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback consistently. So, if you're not pressuring the quarterback and your secondary is slightly suspect, that does create a little bit of an issue. Uh, so I think that's going to be a key, and Nolan's going to have to work some of his magic to get it done. But it does play into the fact that it's going to be Cowboys' offensive stack because 
you're not going to see, I don't believe the Cowboys shut out a bunch of teams. So you're going to see the offense having to score and having to push the ball. So it's going to be interesting. I, I'm, you know, uh, Vanderish had a bad injury last year. That was a crushing blow because he's a, a, a star in the making. Uh, Sean Lee, again, is, is, is pretty old now and banged up, but he'll get his, uh, you know, he'll get some time. Uh, Jalen Smith is going to be a key guy too. You know, the guy they got from Notre Dame that was possibly never going to play again uh, has now become sort of the centerpiece uh, of that defense with Vander Esch. So, uh, you know, again, there's some youth there mixed with some veterans and it's just in need of a, a hell of a good coach. And I think Nolan's going to do that. Yeah, that's a nice shot in the arm there. And then, you know, the other nice thing about the defense is they can rely on the offense. You know, it's it's so rare to have the Cowboys offense that was top five in passing and rushing. You know, they averaged 4.8 yards per carry, which was fifth in the league. So they can obviously run the clock and get that time of possession up to keep the defense fresh whenever they are out on the field. And, you know, let's face it, that's uh, one of the biggest stats in the NFL, in my opinion, is time of possession. Because, you know, you wear out your defense out there that are trying to chase after these speedsters and, you know, take Zeke Elliott's head on. uh, That makes all the difference in the world. So I think that, uh, you know, you make a good point. I think that'll be a key is, you know, they'll be able to be fresher and not have to be on the field as much. Uh, because of the ball control from the Cowboys. So I know that's a big part of the, the game plan, that's for sure. Yeah, and it worked last year. They ran over 50 more plays than their opponents over the course of the season. Yeah, and that's a must. I mean, that usually is a winning team right there. I mean, I'd love to look at the stats of the Patriots the last 10 years with uh, their ball control. And they never have good, really, superstar running backs. They just... You know, they uh, chip it down there and run it and short pass and, you know, just a brilliant thing to watch. But I'll tell you, I the, the whole Buccaneers thing, I have to mention it, too, because I haven't been on any of these podcasts. How much fun is that whole thing going to be? Oh, it's going to be terrific. I mean, Gronk now, too, and, and just the, the studs they have there. Evans is my favorite wide receiver in the league, by the way. He, I, I watched him in college a lot at Texas A&M. That dude is fantastic. So they're, I'm excited for the, the watch the Buccaneers. They're going to be a good story, I think. Yeah, I mean they've got with Evans and Godwin almost as good as any one-two punch in the league for wide receivers. Then you've got you add Gronk to the tight ends they have. It's the best trio of tight ends in the NFL. And then you add the Dick. goat. You put the goat under center with those five weapons. I mean, watch out. It's going to be fun. There's no doubt about it. I, that's that's what I think the uh, the big matchup will be in the playoffs, Tampa Bay and Dallas. That would be fun. Yeah, I could see it happening. <laughs> so that's it, man. What else we got? I, I mean, I don't do these NFL shows with you royalty guys that wear the crown. So <laughs> I think that's it. I think we covered it. Um so, yeah, if you're new to the show, come and uh, join as a member at DFSCoachTalk.com and join the family. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. Let me remind you that we these we do podcasts seven days a week. They can be heard everywhere podcasts 
are found. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube. Uh, the videos are all posted in YouTube as well. Uh, you can go back, especially as the season gets closer, and watch uh, these one by one. Uh, you definitely want to do that. We do ask that you take a few seconds to rate, review, and subscribe. Click the five stars. We have a, a drawing the first Sunday of every month for anybody that's given us five stars and made a comment. Uh, uh, so that's huge on iTunes. We appreciate that. And the thumbs up, you know, and the, and the comments mean a lot on YouTube as well. So uh, please take a few seconds to do that, and, and we would love that. Uh, we will be going uh, live on some uh, YouTube events coming up, too, uh, that we may uh, also uh, be on Twitch and a few other areas where we'll just go out there and do some live shows prior to lock, live before lock kind of things. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So, um, you know, it's all part of the process. We talk about it in every sport. Uh, we, you know, talk about the whole process of, of following uh, us on Twitter to hear all the news, watch into the podcasts, and then follow, get on our Discord that final 30 minutes before lock in the different sports and, you know, listen to those changes and updates. You know, we're still uh, providing full FanDuel lineups and good, strong player pools in DraftKings that you can uh, put together a final lineup. So it's great stuff. And then I have to mention one other thing, too, because I know it's gotten lost in the shuffle uh, during time, but we're a big supporter of Mamba on 3.org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Uh, Vanessa Bryant uh, set up that uh, wonderful charity after the tragedy, and uh, that is our charity of choice here at DFS Coach Talk. So if you have a chance to give, that's a wonderful, wonderful place to give. So that is it, my man. Do you have anything else to add? Just make sure to tune in tomorrow. We'll have some Philadelphia Eagles talk. Shane oh. and I will be on with Brett, and Brett will have a chance to respond. If you uh, ever skip a DFS Coach Talk show, tomorrow's the one to skip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm sure, you, yeah, we'll have a triple triple box tomorrow. Yep. So that's going to be fantastic. So right do you want me to record the how, how About Them Cowboys for Brett? You can play during the show. I think you should finish it, finish off the show today with one more message to Brett. I will do that as we as we uh, finish up here for sure. All right, that's that's it, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the NFL version of DFS Coach Talk. For my fellow pros here at DFS Coach Talk, and especially the grand champion, the king of the DFS Challenge, Mr. Andrew Hansen. I want to thank you very much. I am Coach, and we'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS. And how about them, Cowboys? <laughs>